Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Have you ever heard someone say, I just have to be true to myself. I have to be true to my feelings. You know, I have to do whatever makes me happy. I can't worry about what other people think of me or how this might affect other people because I got to put myself first and just be true to myself. I need to do what makes me come alive. You know, I got to pursue my passions. I got to pursue my desires. I got to pursue my own happiness. You know, this is the the half-baked gospel message that our secular world is offering us. It's got a gospel message. You'll find your salvation. You'll find your your happiness, your your liberation from suffering if you just search deep within your feelings and, and be true to those feelings. And don't worry about what you know the church says or you know what your parents say or you know what your your spouse or child how children and how they might be affected by it. You just have to be true to yourself. And if you could just be authentic and just express yourself, you're gonna be so happy. This is the lie that we're constantly sold in the music we listen to, in the shows we watch, in the social media we follow. It's just out there, this therapeutic gospel message that that, that life is all about, this inward quest into your own feelings and pursuing your desires and, and to the neglect of thinking about your responsibilities to the people around you, your responsibilities to God and the commitments you've made uh, to whether it's your employer or to your parish or to a, a spouse or to a child. You know, no, no, it's, it's about pursuing my feelings. Now, don't get me wrong. The pursuit of looking within and searching for your deepest desires, if you're really looking at the deepest desires that God has truly placed on your hearts, you'll find it leads you to look out to others. That's how you test your desires. Is it leading me to be more faithful? Is it leading me to be more faithful to God, a better son of God? Is it leading me to be a better son to my parents? Is it leading me to be a better husband? to my wife? Is it leading me to be a better father to my children? Is it leading me to be a better friend, a better citizen? You know, when I search deep within, what I find is that great mystery that my life, I will find my happiness and fulfillment when I make my life a gift to others. That's when I find my happiness. I mean, imagine Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa is a great hero of mine. Imagine her with her sisters and saying, okay, let's sit around and let's just connect with our feelings more. (laughs) No, nothing wrong with the feelings, but but Mother Teresa wasn't so introspective in that way, like in, in terms of a self-centered introspection. She wanted to connect not with her feelings. She wanted to connect with the person right in front of her. She wanted to give the best of herself to that person. She wanted to connect with God. She wanted to connect with the poor and with the suffering. And so my question for you is, how much do you allow this therapeutic culture to get you to turn inward? How much are you thinking about if you're raising children, you're thinking about the next generation, preparing them for this very therapeutic culture in which we're living? Do you make your life a gift for God and rise above this therapeutic culture? That's what we're going to look at in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. And uh, it's been a, a wonderful, wonderful week we've had here in Denver, Colorado, at least. I think a lot of the country's had some warmer weather recently, but we've had 70 degrees. My kids are outside. They were finishing their soccer seasons. We just did a fun soccer game today in the park with a bunch of families, dads, old dads like me with the young kids running around. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and then we, we, we climaxed it here uh, this evening we, uh, when this is being recorded, when 
we went to our local favorite soccer team, the Colorado Rapids, and they've never been that good, but they had a chance to get first place. A whole th- series of things had to happen. They had to win their game, and then two other teams had to either lose or tie, and it all happened tonight, and our kids were just so excited that this this team that's kind of like a, a very mediocre team throughout the last decade, they, they got first place. It was unbelievable. So, But there's things that are much more important than soccer or warm fall weather. Uh, and it's thinking about what we're made for. We're made for greatness. We're not made just to be a slave to our feelings and our emotions and whatever, whatever whimsical desire is, is in front of us. We're made to find our happiness when we give ourselves to others. And I've been reading a book I want to share with you. Uh, it's called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Uh, we've been using this for training as some of the higher level leaders in focus recently. It's done by Carl Truman. It's a serious work. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's not just a light read. Um, but, you know, if you're interested in these things and want to know how do we get to this culture we're living in today, he, he traces the history of the last several hundred years uh, and the ideas that have influenced the world in which we're living today. Ideas have consequences. And some, some of the most fundamental ideas of how we view life are, are crucial for us to make sure we get right. And one thing uh, Truman does in this book, and I'll put the, the information in the show notes uh, on this book, uh, is he talks about how in traditional society, there wasn't this inward quest, you know, looking into my feelings. It was an outward quest. You're looking outward toward the community, to the people around you. You find your identity and your purpose in your family in your neighborhood, uh, in in your church, uh, in your city, <laughs> uh, it, it was it was in relationships. That's where you find your happiness is when you live your relationships well, when you fulfill your responsibilities in your relationships. Being a good son, being a good husband, being a good brother, being a good father, being a good friend, being a good citizen. All of these things is you find your fulfillment by giving the best of yourself to those relationships. But modern man, he describes as more like psychological man. It's this inner psychological quest for psychological happiness and and very therapeutic. It's just, you know, my feelings are hurt. And so it's other people's problems that I have these negative feelings. It's everybody else around me. Uh, We know from our own faith that, yes, people hurt us and wound us. That's Don't get me wrong. That's serious. Uh, And you might need a good counselor, not just spiritual direction, to help you through deep, serious wounds. You've heard me and my wife talk about these things before, so I hope you know we're all for that. It's just that in our over-therapeutic world in which we're living, there's such a, a an emphasis on seeing all of your problems in life is, is based on other people. It's because of what my parents did or what my church did or what my company's doing or what the government's doing. And, and there's this tendency to blame everything else outside of us but we know, we know from our faith that we're, we're the problem. That's what G.K. Chesterton said. What's the biggest problem in the world? He said, me. <laughs> you know, uh, And they were just honest. We all have original sin. We're wounded. And so we have, I was just talking to my, um, my 11-year-old daughter who's getting ready for her theology quiz tomorrow. And, and she's rattling off just basic facts that we're wounded because of original sin. 
that our intellects are, are darkened, our wills are weakened, our passions are disordered. And so there's a lot messed up in us. So the problem isn't just out there with, you know, oh, you know, if I have a problem in my marriage, well, it must be my wife. No, no. I'm sure my wife would say she owns certain things in, in our marriage, but I realize I'm a big problem in our marriage. There's problem in 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 family life, in the in, in a child's behavior. That's not just that child. There's probably something I'm doing wrong, <laughs> you know, or there's some problem in the office and I, I could just blame well, it's my teammates or it's my boss just doesn't understand or the company doesn't get it, you know, and I tend to blame other people for my problems. That's just so prevalent today. That, that's not the a Catholic way of looking at things. Yes, there may be other problems and we need to solve those things outside of us, but we also have to look deeply into how we have sins, weaknesses <laughs> that we're bringing to the table. I'm going to read you just one quote here from, from Truman's book. Again, the book is called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. And he's quoting um, a famous philosopher of our age, Charles Taylor, a Canadian. who's written a lot on the modern self. And he talks about how in our modern world, the ideal is an expressive individualism. In other words, we each find our meaning by giving expression to our own feelings and desires. That's what matters. I just have to... Have, put my feelings and desires, you know, and, and express them and, 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 be, and then I'm authentic. But once again, if you have a Catholic anthropology, a Catholic understanding of the human person, not all my feelings are good. <laughs> not all of my desires are good, right? As my little 11-year-old daughter said, our intellect is clouded, my, my will is weakened, and my passions are disordered. I have many disordered emotions. I have many desires that are not ordered in the right direction. And so, you know, our modern world just says, oh, just go in and search within and, and go pursue whatever you want. Uh, he goes on to say that this is what we do. We, 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 in our culture today, think that we just have to realize our own way of living life. And we don't want to surrender in conformity to a community, to family, or to, to church or anything like that. In fact, those things are hindering my self-expression. You know, this is really, this topic is really on my mind because you know, there's, a, there's a popular song. And I'll just give an example of this. I, I'm not a big follower of current popular music, but I just happen, you know, I, I go to grocery stores, I hear songs and, you know, in the mall or something. And, and there's, there's a song that's really popular right now, which is Rose. I did a little research on it, you know, after I, I heard about it. It rose to the top of the charts right away. It's done by the famous artist Adele. And she has this whole album uh, that's that's coming out right now, I think. Um, and this top song that was released ahead of the album is called Easy On Me. And this whole album is about uh, her recent, or a few years ago, she had a divorce. And it's it's a it's something that she's writing to her son to help explain this divorce when he gets older, so that when he gets older, he will be easy on her. It's it's really fascinating. <laughs> I want you to listen to this. He she told Vogue Adele told Vogue magazine that after the divorce, her child asked her simple questions she couldn't answer, like, "Why don't you love my dad anymore?" And I'd be like, "I do love your dad. I'm just not in love." But I can't make that make sense to a nine-year-old. And then she writes this song to try to answer these questions. And she says that there was this one pivotal moment as she was starting to write this way back in 2018, where her son asked her a question. And this is what really led her to, to want to do this album. Her son, little boy, asks her, can you see me? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, because I can't see you. 
Well, my whole life fell apart at that moment, Adele told Vogue. <laughs> so her son is just wondering, why did you leave dad? How come I can't see you all the time? And, and, and this is just making, you know, just, just wiping her out. And she tells uh, the, the Vogue magazine that each song on her album, 30, is an open letter to her son when he's older, explaining what she couldn't answer before. And I want you to listen to this quote. Listen to what she says about this album. She says, quote, I just felt like I wanted to explain to him through this record when he's in his 20s or 30s who I am and why I voluntarily chose to dismantle his entire life in the pursuit of my own happiness. Let's listen to those words again. She wrote this record so that when he's in his 20s and 30s, she could explain to him, quote, who I am and why I voluntarily chose to dismantle his entire life in the pursuit of my own happiness. Yeah, you know, I've read this quote a couple of times, and I still get just a little teary. I mean, she's, at least she's being honest and admitting that the choice that she's made has had an effect on her son. You know, sadly, so many people, you know, in the 70s and 80s just said, oh, divorce doesn't affect people. If the parents are happier, the children are happier. Adele's not trying to you know, cover that, you know, make, make this a rosy picture. She knows it's completely devastated her son's world. She knows that she's dismantled his entire life. She just comes right out and says it. God bless her. She's, she's really open, honest. But then she goes on and just says, I voluntarily chose to dismantle his own life in the pursuit of my own happiness. How sad now, I'm not trying to pick on Adele. Maybe you like her music and all. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to get into all that. I don't know her whole background and her story, but I, I just look at this as a little artifact of secular modernity, the modern therapeutic self, where life is about me. I've got to pursue my own feelings. I got to pursue, you know, whatever makes me come alive, whatever makes me happy. Even if I neglect my husband, I neglect my kids, I neglect my friends or whatever, you know, uh, what's most important is that I pursue my own happiness. But if we follow, again, I'm not picking on Adele, but if we follow the principles of her song, we will never be happy. We're not made to just go introspective and search our feelings and just pursue our own desires. We find our happiness when we live for God. Mother Teresa put it this way. She says, unless a life is lived for others, it's not worth living. Unless I live my life for God or for my spouse or for my children, for the people around me, and I, and I give the best of myself in those relationships, I fulfill my responsibilities, my commitments to the people around me. That's actually where I find my happiness. But if I turn inward to just look into my emotions and my feelings, remember what my 11-year-old daughter said, <laughs> uh, how stable are our emotions? We're fallen human beings, uh, and our, many of our emotions are disordered. They're not going in the right direction. They're not going to lead us to a healthy life, a, a flourishing life, a happy life. <laughs> and yet the modern therapeutic self is just getting us to turn inward. Just go do whatever feels good in the moment. Do whatever, do whatever you know, it makes you come alive and, and, and pursue your own happiness. She explains, and this is in another interview, she says, quote, in reference to her marriage, quote, I was just going through the motions and I wasn't happy. Neither of us did anything wrong. Neither of us hurt each other or anything like that. It was just, 
I want my son to see me really love and be loved. It's really important to me. That's what she said of her decision to part ways with her husband that she had been with for a long time. And then she says, you know, I just, it's important to me. I, I want my son to see me really love and be loved. It's really important to me. I, I've been on my journey to find true happiness ever since. And in the process, she's completely, disma- according to her own words here, she says that she's completely dismantled her son's world for the pursuit of her own happiness. And I was talking to my wife about this last week and she just, her observation is, again, I don't know. I don't know the whole story of what's going on with Adele. I'm just using this again as a, as a artifact here that of like something that gives a little window into the, the secular mindset and, and the therapeutic gospel message. But she says, this, is, this, this whole song here is just very much about inverted parenting, <laughs> inverted parenting, where, where the, the parent is asking the child to have empathy have concern for her. Listen to listen to the lyrics here. I'm just going to read read a few lines. Go easy on me, baby. So it's like you know. So yes, I dismantled your world, but I had to go pursue my own happiness. So go easy on me. That that's the basic gist of the song. So go easy on me, baby. I was still a child, didn't get the chance to feel the world around me. I had no time to choose what I chose to do. So go easy on me. I mean that that's the main course there first of all I mean, go easy on me i was still a child you know i i the, i think she was 29 30 years old when she made this decision no 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 the, the the child was a child the singer the artist here should i think is an adult at this stage and, and responsible for decisions again i'm not trying to get into her own moral life or anything i'm just picking on the the, the song itself here but as my wife said this is like inverted parenting parenting where we're at you know the parent is asking the child to have empathy for her, concern for her. I need you to understand me. I want. I need you to enter into my world and have, and then, and then you'll have pity for me. That's not. That's not the role of the parent primarily. No, the parent is supposed to offer that safe space for the child and to give guidance and, and to understand the child and and where's the child coming from and what does the child need right now and then you know help to understand the inner world of that child and then integrate that child into the world around him. Integrate that child into the family, into the community. That, that's what the role of parenting is. But this is so inverted. How do we rise above this therapeutic culture that we're in? How do we rise above it? Uh, I, first of all, I think just by me uh, you know, talking about it here with you, I hope that, that you'll just remember. <laughs> you know, be, be on guard more on what you take in. And just ask yourself, do you know? Do, do, do you start to take in this therapeutic message? So, so here's three things I'm going to give you in practical points to rise above the therapeutic culture. First, make good on your commitments. Be the kind of man or woman that fulfills your, the, the, the responsibilities given to you. you know, in, in other words, remember, your life isn't about you. That, that's the great mystery here. Your life is not about you, but that's what all these songs and the culture is trying to get us to do. No, it's about you and your pursuit of your own happiness. No, no, no. Realize that you'll find your happiness when you are committed to others, when you live your commitments to them. Realize that other people are depending on you. Your life matters. The choices you make really matter. They're going to have an impact on other people's lives, whether that's in marriage and family, as in this case in the song, or in the workplace, or the friendships you have, or or relatives, your, your, your community, the Christian community you're in, the parish you're in. Other people are depending on you. 
Your life isn't just about what you want to do and what's interesting to you and what makes you come alive. No, you will come fully alive in the true Christian sense when you lay down your life and commit yourself to the people around you to give the best of yourself to them. So make good on your commitments. That's, that's one of the first things I'd say. Second thing to rise above the therapeutic culture, take responsibility for your actions. You know, when, when you do make a, a mistake, when things don't go well and you let someone down, just take responsibility for it. Our culture is, it, it's really hard for many people to just say, I am sorry, I did something wrong. Don't make excuses. Many times that's what we do in our head. We make excuses. Well, I was just stressed out or I wasn't feeling well or, you know, I had something really bad happen. And so that's why I didn't turn this in on time. You know, I didn't get this project done as well at work or that's why I, I was moody with my spouse today or that's why I lost my temper with my kids today. We're, we're really good at making excuses in our modern world. Let's stop doing that. And let's just say what's true. I should not have done that. I did something wrong. I did something wrong. Don't, don't, don't make excuses. Don't blame other people. That's another big thing. As I mentioned earlier, we tend to blame everyone else for all our problems. You know, no, no, just come right out and just say, I did something bad. I did something wrong. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I hurt this person. I sinned. That's the, in our world today, people don't like to talk about sin. But let's be honest, I sin all the time and I need to be able to just own it and say, I sinned. I shouldn't do that. I need to be able to go to my wife and say, yep, I might've been tired or yes, I might've been stressed out at work, but that is no excuse for the way I just treated you. I need to take responsibility for my actions when I'm not giving the best of myself to the people around me. The modern therapeutic culture doesn't, doesn't lead you that way. It just gets you to focus on you and your feelings. Last thing, remember, we find our identity. We find our purpose. We find our happiness not in this inward quest of our feelings, some inward journey inside. No, no. I find my, my identity, who I am. I find my, my true purpose in life. I've tr- I find my true fulfillment, my happiness in my relationships. That's what I'm made for. My relationship with God, first and foremost, and then the people he's placed around me, the ones he's placed closest to me. If I'm called to the vocation of marriage, that's my spouse and kids. That, that's the number one place I, I, God wants me to find my happiness here on earth, is loving him in my wife and in my children. Uh, and I need to love him also in the, the people I work with, the people in my community. I need to love him in the poor around me. I have a responsibility to these people. My life's not just about me. It's about giving the best of myself to the people around me. Uh, so these are a few little thoughts here. If you want to learn more about this theme, uh, the, there's a book that I wrote that I, I've mentioned before on the show that's all about how we live those relationships well and the virtues we need to do it. And that book is called The Art of Living, The Cardinal Virtues and the Freedom to Love. It's really just going after this whole thing of how do I get out of myself and live for others to be that friend that spouse, that parent, that son or daughter of God that I'm called to be. So again, it's called The Art of Living, The Cardinal Virtues, and The Freedom to Love. That's some of the background of what I've been reflecting on here. And I'll put in the show notes uh, some quotes from Adele, as well as this other book I mentioned to you on The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at edwardsreed.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless.